0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Um, Several people are away, um, celebrating in other places, but we are here. We're here this morning, and uh, it's good to be together. Every opportunity to be together, to worship, uh, it's, it's always a good thing. Always, we always look forward to that. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He was glad. Why was he glad? Because God is there. And if God is there, <laughs> you know what? You got to be there. Yes. Why? Because if you are where God is, things, anything can happen when God is in the house. Yes. <coughs> Turn to someone and say, neighbor. neighbor. Anything can happen, anything can happen. When, God is in the house. when God is in the house. Yeah, in his presence. There is fullness of joy. Always like that. In fact, he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, they are mine, the midst of them. You see, so, um, even when you are together in a small group, he's there. If you are there with your spouse, those are the two of you, he's there. As long as that gathering is in his name, he will honor that gathering with his presence. Okay? And so anything can happen. Anything can happen. So when you meet with someone and you want to, and you want to share the word with that person, the, as long as there are two of you, he's there. <laughs> And anything can happen when you minister to people. Expect to walk in the supernatural. Expect to walk in the miraculous. Why? Because He is there. He's going to be there with you. So, this morning I want to share on what I call celebrating the God-man. We've been talking about the God-man. How many people have had time to process, to process the messages on the God man? I know we've not been we we've stopped connect groups for the um, till next year. So you might not have had time in your connect group to unpack it more, but it's it's recommended that you, you do that on your own. Yes? So let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for your word, which is spirit and is life. Thank you, Lord. I receive utterance to communicate the oracles of God. As your word comes, let it come with clarity, with simplicity, with power to change us and to make us who you have called us to be. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we've talked about how, you know, because of Adam's sin, when Adam ate from the tree, all right, when he ate from the tree, so many things went wrong. So many things went wrong. Immediately, he ate that fruit. As a matter of fact, when Eve ate the fruit, nothing happened. (laughs) Yeah, nothing happened until Adam ate the fruit. You see, until Adam ate the fruit. Why? Because Adam was a representative of the entire human race. Remember, Eve came out of Adam. Adam didn't come out of Eve. Eve came out of him. So, if it were just Eve that ate the fruit, the story would have been totally different. But now, Adam... The source, (laughs) yeah, the source, (laughs) well, God originally is the source, but God made Adam, and from Adam, he was the progenitor of the human race. So, the moment he ate it, the entire human race was messed up, permanently, permanently messed up. It was so bad that God had to chase him out of the garden. God chased him out of the garden. He could not stay in the garden. Why? The garden is not meant for sinful people. It's not meant for sinful people. There are some fruit in the garden, especially the tree of life, which if Adam had eaten from it, we would have been doomed forever. That means there will be no hope for salvation. No hope for salvation. And so immediately, God chased him out. Chased him out of the garden. And so Adam gets out of the garden. And as he's out of the garden, he begins to, to see the impact, the reality of his disobedience. And it was a painful existence for Adam. Because he has tasted paradise. And now he's chased out of paradise. And has to now live a life like an ordinary man. What a fall. What a fall. It's like living, being thrown out of heaven to the earth. It is terrible. So, God in his love, Decided to make a way for man. Decided to make a way for man. And that solution, what we said, is the God-man. The God-man was God's answer. Why? Because God, I mean, God had to come up with a strategy, okay, to save man, to redeem man, to rescue man, to bring man back. And that strategy was in the God-man. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 6, chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. And we'll read verse 5, or verse 6 rather. It says, for unto us a child is born. Okay? Unto us a child is born. Now, that is speaking of humanity, because God cannot be born. Do you understand me? You can't give birth to God, God is not born. (laughs) to, 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 To be born means that you have a beginning. Am I correct? Yeah, to be born means that you have a beginning, but God cannot be born. So, God has no beginning. He has no end. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. In other words, the beginning has its origin from Him. So, He cannot have a beginning. He's an eternal being. So, when He says this, this passage here is, is, um, is a hypostatic passage, all right? Because you see here, it's a combination of the two. Is a combination of humanity and divinity right here which is a mystery. It's a mystery. So, he says, unto us a child is born. A child is born. That means a human child is born. A human baby is born. But then Unto us a what? A son is given. That's divinity. Hallelujah. So the child, humanity is born. The son, divinity is given. What a mystery. Yeah. It says, and the government will be on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Can you see? That's divinity. So he's introduced into the world in humanity. But he manifests as divinity to rescue man, you know. It's a very uh, powerful mystery that the angels themselves are just blown away. The angels can't believe. They can't even understand. They can't comprehend this kind of mystery. How can God become a baby, enter into the womb of God Mary and be born as a baby. And these angels, this is the one that they used to worship in heaven. The one they worship in heaven now comes to the earth and is, is for nine months in the womb of Mary. For nine months in the womb of Mary, and the angels are watching. It's like, what is God doing? What is the meaning of this? They can't understand. They can't understand. Gabriel is sent to announce the news to Mary, all right, of the conception, immaculate conception. He comes to announce it, but he doesn't fully understand it himself. He is the announcer, but he is not the teacher. He's not the revelator, hallelujah, of the mystery of God. He can only say what he is told. He can only relay what has been revealed to him. The whole mystery has not yet been revealed to them. So they are watching in awe at the wonder-working power of God. How you can mix divinity and humanity. It's, it's you know, think about it this way. How do you mix oil and water? Can you, can you mix it? Uh, Scientist, chemist, where are you? Can you mix it? Is it? <laughs> Can you mix oil and water together? You see, so these are two totally different natures. Totally different. Humanity is totally different to divinity. Totally different, and so this—the I mean—the angelic world is looking at what is God doing, and they see divinity enter into Mary's womb, and it's growing, (laughs) growing. You know, to become, you know, a child. Become a child. Unto us a child is born. We are celebrating today the birth of the child. Amen? We're celebrating the, around the world the birth of the child. We're not celebrating the birth of God, (laughs) per se. Although He, you know, was gone in the flesh. God has no beginning. He has no end. Humanity has beginning and it has an end. All right? So... He says in verse 7, Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward even forever. My goodness. Now, God had promised David, God had promised David that he's going to give him a throne. He was going to establish his throne for eternity, forever. Now, David is humanity. How can his throne be established for eternity? Mystery. Yeah. So now, the Son of God, hallelujah. Is the one. Now, when you look at Luke chapter 2, let's go to Luke. In Luke chapter 2, verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee, named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Can you see that? Of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now let me pause there for a moment. God, remember, I mean, we read in Isaiah. He's going to be... is going to establish the... Um, the throne of David. He's going to sit on the throne of David. Okay? God has promised David because of his obedience to God, because of his, because of his, um, his lifestyle of worship and, and obedience to God, God made a covenant with David and said, I'm going to establish your throne forever. All right? Now God wants to fulfill this and he chooses a Mary who is about to get married to Joseph. Joseph is a direct, is one of the direct descendants or from the lineage of David. Okay? So that immediately, that immediately puts him in line to fulfill the promise that God has made to David. And so the angel comes to Mary. All right. He said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Okay? So Jesus is humanity. All right? You shall call his name Jesus. That's the, that's the, that's the human element, the human side. Okay? And then he says, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. That's divinity. Right there in your womb, Mary, there's going to be a mysterious work of God where humanity and divinity will come together. Right in your womb. You will call his name Jesus. Remember that before this time, other people have been called Jesus. Do you understand? I mean, Jesus is not the only one. Even up till now, if you go to South America, you find there are people who are called Jesus. Okay? You, you travel around the world, you see there are people who are called Jesus. So, you know, before he was born, before he was conceived, people were called Jesus. But because of the meaning of the name, God said, he's going to be called Jesus. Yes? And then he will be the son of the highest. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. And then he says, the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Now, question is this. Jesus and David who is who is father <laughs> You see what God is doing there God is combining divinity and humanity So humanly speaking he's the son of David Divinely speaking he's the root of David Can you see Yeah so he is he will be called the son of the highest all right And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David why his father David Joseph is his foster father Joseph is a descendant of David You see Yeah And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Of his kingdom there will be no end. Eternal kingdom. Amazing. What a mystery. Then Mary said to the angel, "How can this be since I do not know a man?" And the angel answered and said to her, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the ho- that also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God." Another hypostatic union there. Humanity and divinity. You are gonna be you are gonna give birth to a child. But by time, by time as he grows, he's gonna be known as the Son of God. So he will be known as the Son of God. So Jesus had to come in the flesh. Let's look at John chapter 1. St. John's Gospel, chapter 1. In, in John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All right? So before he came, before he entered into Mary's womb, he was known as the Word of God. He was not known as Jesus. He was known as the Word of God. All right? And then he says, he was in the beginning with God. Can you see He was in the beginning with God. And then all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So the entire creation, even David was created by him. Can you see? Yeah, David was created by him. Everything was created by him. The universe was created by him. And yet, yet we see. According to the Father's plan. We skip down to verse 14. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh. The living Word of God became flesh. In other words, it became human. The Word became human. The Word became human. What a mystery. What a mystery. And dwelt among us. He lived a normal life. He lived a normal life. He dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld, he dwelt among us. John is writing as a as a witness, all right? As a credible witness. I walked with this guy, I ate with him, we slept, we traveled, you know, we did things together. I touched him, I handled him, but yet he's the glory of the father. My goodness. Humanity and divinity converge in one person. And we interacted with him. We interacted with him. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. Then when you look at First John, let's look at First John chapter 1. See, the same John is making an emphatic statement here. He says in verse 1, 1 John chapter 1 verse 1, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The word of life. We saw the word of life. We heard the word of life. We handled the word of life. That's what John is saying. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declared to you that eternal life which was with the Father. And was manifested to us. Oh my goodness. So you see, Mary conceiving, she didn't even fully understand what was going on. Nobody fully understood until God had finished what he was doing. Then now we can look back and say, oh wow. So this is what God was doing. Sometimes God is working in your life. You don't fully understand. People don't understand. No. Don't be quick to write yourself off. Do you understand? Don't be quick to write people off. You don't know what God is doing. You don't know the mystery that is unraveling. You don't know. You don't know. You have no idea. By the time God finishes, it will make sense. One of the things about human, uh, about human beings who, who are limited in understanding of spiritual things, sometimes when you are going through a process, they don't know the process. So they write you off, okay? They write you off because they don't see. They can't see a way out. They can't see how you will get out of that situation. They can't explain it because to them, ah, it's, it's, it's over. So they cut off from you or they walk out of your life <laughs> because they think that it is over. Not so soon, not so soon. No, don't be too quick. Come on, tell your neighbor, don't be too quick. Don't be too quick to write me off. Don't be too quick to write you off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, God is at work. God is at work. So when Mary conceived, everything God does, he starts with a seed. Have you noticed that? Yeah, God does. He always starts with a seed. Even Adam was a seed. Look at, we have 8 billion people today. It was just a seed. Adam and Eve were the seed that God started with. Okay? So when God God wanted to start a new breed, a new race uh, of humanity, when God wanted to start a new creation without destroying the old, what does he do? He starts with a seed. And he calls it the seed of the woman. And he puts that seed inside Mary. So nobody understood what God was doing. But look at you and I today. A new species. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Hallelujah. New creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. He's starting an entirely new race. There is a new race on the earth today. And that is called the new creation. Hallelujah. It's called the new creation. We are part of the new creation. And and so our life is always a mystery. Because as a new creation, what is happening is that you are flesh. But inside you is divinity. Are Are you getting my point? So you are walking, you are walking as, you know, with all your weaknesses, with all your imperfections in the flesh, God is not, he's not saying, I'll wait for you to be perfect before I enter into you. He doesn't say that. He says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Why? It's a combination. It's still the same work that he did when he brought the seed into Mary. Now he's doing it in a different way. To bring an entirely different race. That will walk in glory. That will walk in power. Hallelujah. And that's why the whole of creation is groaning. And waiting for the manifestation of what? The sons of God. Who are the sons of God? It's you. The new creation. It's you, the new creation. The world is waiting for you to manifest. So there's power in you. There's glory in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a glory that this world has not seen yet. It's locked up inside you. Because you are carrying divinity in you. Mixed with your humanity. What a mystery. Somebody say, what a mystery. I'm telling you. What is before us? Our best days are ahead of us. They're not behind us. They are ahead of us. Don't be quick to write us off. Come on. Something glorious is going to come out. And when it comes out, it's not going to whisper. No, it's coming out with a bang. Hallelujah. And even creation is going to bow. The plant kingdom will bow. The animal kingdom will bow. The elements will bow. Hallelujah. The ground will bow. The skies will bow. I'm telling you. there's power. It's what God is working. That's why when you are going through stuff, don't be quick to conclude that it's over. It's not over. God is working, I'm telling you. Deep stuff happening in your life. You don't know. But I'm telling you this morning. That's why you need to celebrate the God-man. It is this God-man that has given us this privilege to carry divinity in our humanity. What a mystery. What a mystery. I carry God in me. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I carry God in me. God is, in me. God is in me. Yes. So, I won't allow anyone to intimidate me. I don't allow any situation to intimidate me. There is no devil that can intimidate me. Why? Because I carry God in me. So, he is the God man. Maybe I'm the man God. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Yeah. But a man carrying God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why it says greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Why? Who is this greater one in you? Who is the greater one in you? Tell me. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The God man. That's right. So, He is inside you. You are carrying Him inside you. My Lord. So, even when you wake up weak, tell yourself. When you look in the mirror, say, the greater one is in me. Yes. Even when you are in pain, hello, listen to me. Even when you are in pain, you look into that mirror and say, the greater one is in me. It's not about my feelings. It's not about my circumstances. It's not about my situation. It's about His work in me. What a mystery. What a mystery. So you can see it's, it's, it's more than a way in a manger. You know, this is, this is not about the manger. Hello. This is about God intermingling with your humanity and elevating your humanity to a status that mystifies the angels. And angels are looking. They say, "What, what, what kind of, what manner of, what manner of work is God doing here?" That's why you must never, okay? Never look down on yourself anymore. From today. And don't allow anybody to put you down. He has put his treasure in you. Why do you think he put his treasure in you? You saw your weaknesses. He knew you would make mistakes. And yet, he still invested himself in you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Powerful God. Glorious God. All wise God. All knowing God. So, and the enemy knows. He knows. That we are progressing to that place where we will start chasing him out of cities. (laughs) Hallelujah. Not just out of people's bodies, out of communities. Why? Because when you manifest as a son, Shukabada. So whatever process you are going through, it's okay. All right, trust me on this. It's in order. It's in order. Don't give away your birthright, okay, because of some temporary satisfaction that will rob you of a future manifestation. Don't. All right. So, we are celebrating this God man that has given us this rare privilege to intermingle with humanity, uh, with divinity. And then you now start manifesting powers that humanity has never seen. Amen? Yeah. What? That, that's why we're celebrating. That's why we're celebrating. Galatians 2.20. Look at Galatians 2.20. Hmm? We're celebrating Gala- Um Celebrating the life. That scripture, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. Come on. Say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live. But Christ lives in me. And he says, the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and died for me. Gave himself for me. Hallelujah. That's right. So, uh, this, is, this is the mystery. This is part of what we're celebrating. I am now living a life that is not mine. I am living his life. He lived my life so that I can live his life. Okay, yeah. So, now you can live the life of Christ. Because it's, this life is lived by faith. It's not, by, it's not by your senses. It's not by human intelligence. It's not by human intellect. It is a life that is lived by faith. So when Jesus was being crucified, I was there on the cross with him. Being crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live. So even today, right now, I'm living the life of Christ. What a mystery. So angels can't, it's, they are still r- r- trying to you know, fully comprehend what God is doing. So that's why they have to come to church. Angels come to church, in case you don't know. They come to church, they listen to the word so that they gain some insight as well. Yeah, Peter, he says there are things that angels desire to look into. There are things they desire to look into. Hmm? What a mystery. It's always a joy for the angels to be deployed to the earth. For them to be deployed to be with us. Because this is where the action is going to be. Don't die now, please. Don't die now. It's not time to die. Yeah. The action is on this side of eternity. Yeah, so it's not. Turn to your neighbor and say, "It's not time to die. It's not time to die." <laughs> All right, so so don't die now, because there is action. You will miss the fun if you die now. Hallelujah! You still need to manifest this life of Christ. You still need to manifest the life of Christ. So there is no reason to die now. Face whatever mountain. Face whatever challenge. Deal with it. The greater one is in you. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can never have a hopeless situation when you have God inside you. You have Him inside you. Why should you be hopeless? Why? Don't be hopeless. Hallelujah. Even when it looks as if There is no way out. Always say to yourself, there is a way out. I might not see it, but it's there. Remember the Bible says, I think in 1 Corinthians 10, where it says that God will not allow you to be tempted more than you are able to bear. He will, with the same temptation, make a way of escape. He is able Come on, God is able. My God is able. It might look hopeless, it might look senseless, it might look difficult, it might look impossible. There is no impossibility with God. And if you are living the life of Christ, there should be no impossibility with you. You see... This is, this is not a motivational message. This is the word of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. First Corinthians ten thirteen 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. Say God is faithful. God is faithful. The devil lies to you. When you face temptation, he tells you that God has abandoned you. It's a lie. He lies to you. He tells you this is too much for you. You cannot bear it again. It's a lie. He says to you, end it all. It's a lie. He's lying. God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. faithful. Hallelujah. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. He will not allow. If you are facing it, it means you are able. Why? You have the God man in you. What are you talking about? You are able. Say, I am able. Say, I am well able. I am able to face whatever is before me. I am able to deal with whatever challenge is before me. I am able. Hallelujah. If it comes your way, that means you have what it takes. That's what he's saying there. Yeah. Because the God man is inside you. And he has seen that you have the capacity. You see, Satan doesn't know your capacity, but God knows your capacity. So, Satan usually, he would tempt you to gauge. That's right, you get it. That's why he tempts. You know, the the word to tempt means to put under pressure to find a breaking point. Hallelujah. So when he tempts you, he is putting you under pressure to find, to try to determine your breaking point. God already knows it. He doesn't need to tempt you. <laughs> Are you getting my point? Yeah. God doesn't need to. That's why James says, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. God is not tempted, neither does he tempt any man. Why would he tempt? He, he's not trying to find, to gauge. God doesn't need to gauge. He knows already. Hallelujah. He's all knowing. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He already knows what you can handle and what you cannot handle. If you are facing it, you can handle it. Believe you me, if you start thinking like this, it starts making a difference. You won't be victimized by any situation. If I face it, I can handle it. Hallelujah. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Can you see that? James 1.13. So. There is a mystery at work in you. That's what I just want you to know. There is a mystery at work in your life right now as you are seated listening to me. Whether you are listening online or you are listening in the house. There is a mystery at work in you. Where humanity is mixing with divinity. Two incompatible natures through Jesus have now become compatible. What a mystery. What a mystery. What a miracle. What a wonder. In fact, you are a wonder. You are a living wonder. You are a sign and a wonder. You are a sign and a wonder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let no man say when he's tempted. It's not God tempting you. Satan tempts. God doesn't tempt. God tests, but he doesn't tempt. Okay? So you can't go... When, when, when you, go, you go for lessons, you go to, uh, to, to, to varsity college or whatever, and, and then they, they, they say you're going to write a test and you get offended. And you say, why, why, are, they, why are they giving me a test? Don't they trust me? Are they, are they trying to say... I mean, I, I know it. Don't they trust that I know it? Why why are they giving me a test? You can't get upset because you are giving a test. You do the test. But Christians today they get offended that they are giving tests. Huh? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you see. Then they listen to the devil. The devil starts lying to them. He says, you see, if God loves you, how come he's testing you? Why is he giving you a test? That means he doesn't trust you. He doesn't, you know, he he doesn't love you. He hates you. You know, just just end it. Just walk away from him. Just abandon him. You know, those are the things. All those kind of thoughts are from the devil. But the God-man is inside you? There's nothing. He says I can do all things. Through who? Through Christ who strengthens me. Where is he? He's on the inside. He's not coming down from heaven. He's already inside. That's the new creation. Amazing. So when you see it and it, you you know, it rattles your brain. Just pause. Say, just, just tell yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And tell yourself, I have the mind of Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. A mind, a human mind mixed with a mind of divinity. He didn't say, I have the mind of Jesus. The mind of Christ and the mind of Jesus are not the same. The mind of Christ is a mind of divinity. Limitless mind. Are you getting me? That's why in 1 John chapter chapter 2, verse verse, uh, verse 20, he says, For you have an anointing. You have received an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. He... Look at it. Can you see it? I'm not making it up. This is, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you what? Oh. Pastor Jess, <laughs> you know all things. Yes. You know all things. Yes. So you can never be clueless anymore. Yeah. When your humanity is clueless, you switch to the mind of Christ. That knows all things. What a mystery. The mingling of humanity with divinity. It started from the womb of Mary, but it did not end there. It did not end there. It's still happening in you and I today. What a mystery. Celebrate the God-man. That is why I celebrate the God-man. For, God, for this man who can give me this kind of privileges. Who can give me access. Who can give me the ability to mingle with divinity. I celebrate the God-man. Hallelujah. I celebrate the God-man. What a living wonder. So, it's not about your qualifications. Although qualifications are good, get all the qualifications you can, but I'm telling you, they're still limited. They're still limited. There is where. Because all that you've studied, let me tell you, all that you've studied is the wisdom of man. At, at, At best, is the wisdom of man. But, you have access. You have access to the wisdom of God. Hmm? In 1 Corinthians 2, he says, that, he says that Christ has been made unto us wisdom. Hallelujah. Say wisdom. Wisdom, sanctification, and redemption. He is my wisdom. He's my wisdom. So, you can have 50 PhDs. They are still the wisdom of man. Do you get my point? It's limited. But there is a place that is limitless, which you have access to. Glory to God. You have cause to celebrate. I'm just painting some pictures to help you to know how to value this God-man. And what he has done inside you. He is the God-man. He's making you a (laughs) man-God. Yes! You are intermingling with divinity. You are not God, but you are mingling with God. Last week, I told you that you have his DNA. What, 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 do you, what does that tell you? Huh? Haven't you seen sometimes, you know, a paternity test and there's, there's dispute, oh, no, this is not the father of this child. This is not... Then they say, okay, fine. Let's do a paternity test. Huh? They go... And then they come out. There's a match. There's a DNA match. Hallelujah. So when you test me, when you check me and do a paternity test, there is a match between me and divinity. Glory to God. And that's why I can walk in the powers of the age to come. That's why I can walk in the unimaginable. That's why I can walk in the supernatural. That's why I can walk in the extraordinary. Because I have his DNA. There is a match. There is a match. Come and check me, and you will find his DNA in me. Hallelujah. A mixture of humanity with divinity. That's why you can raise the dead you can open blind eyes. Jesus says, "The works that I do, he that believes in me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works than this, because I go to the Father." That is why. That is why. If Jesus can do it, you can do it. Why? The Jesus that did those things and the Jesus in you, are they the same? Of course. It's not a different Jesus that you are carrying inside you. It's the same Jesus. So don't allow the circumstances of life to bamboozle you and to confuse you and to make you to begin to doubt God's word. Meanwhile, know, God is working, He's preparing you. He's doing a work in you. He's bringing out. My, oh, my, I can see this land filled with people who know who they are. People who understand and they know their place in Christ. And not only their place in Christ, they know the place of Christ in them. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ that lives in me. What a mystery! Who! I am in him and He is in me. We are one. And because we are one, I can never be stuck. I can never be stranded. Hallelujah. Have you, if, is there anywhere, anywhere in, you, in the Bible where you saw Jesus stranded? Never. So from now on, stop being stranded. I command you to stop. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stop it. Stop it. You got the God man in you. When your humanity stops, don't end it there. Switch. Switch to divinity and say, Christ, you are in me. Show me the way. I don't know what step to take. Show me the way. I don't know what decision to make. Show me. Instead of saying, oh, I'm totally clueless. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm finished. I'm finished. No, 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 no. You haven't even started. You can't say you are finished when you have not started. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So if you've made mistakes before, you believe in your humanity to the point where you are so limited. Now repent from that. Okay? And now you start living the life of the new creation. Okay, start living the life of the new creation. Where when your humanity ends, you say, okay, it ends here, but the one inside, you switch to that one. And then you you begin a new level from there. Incredible. Who amazing? Amazing God. That's why we celebrate the God. That's why you celebrate. Should I give you one more? Let me give you one more. Ephesians chapter 3. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. My Lord. 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all That we ask or think. How? According to your education. According to your bank account. Hmm? According to your strength. According to your connection. According to your ancestry. According to what? The power that works in us. What is that power? Divinity. Divinity is working in you. Amen. Say divinity is working in me. There is a power working in me. That exceeds my limitations. There is a power at work in me. There is a divine power at work in me. That exceeds my humanity. That's the power. Look at that in the Amplified. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare to ask or think. Oh my goodness. Even your thinking is limited. Your thinking limits divinity. Your thinking limits divinity. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to his power that is at work within us. Divinity is working within me. Hallelujah. My goodness. There is a power in wo- in me that is at work. There is a power working in me. Shikabonda Baha. Yeah. I refuse to limit the Holy One of Israel. I refuse to be like the Israelites. The power was with them in the wilderness. And yet they limited him. And because of that, they didn't go into the promised land. Many believers today will not enter their promised land because they refuse to mix with divinity. They refuse to allow this mystery to work in them. They put their trust in their abilities only. They put their trust only in what they've been able to achieve. I don't know about you. My trust is in Him. I have Him in me. And because I have Him in me, I can do all things. I celebrate the God-man. I celebrate the government who has given me such a privilege that no angel can enjoy. He has given me such a privilege, you know, that no mortal man who is not saved, no sinful mortal man can experience. Stop measuring yourself with every other person who is not a new creation. If they are not new creations, their circumstance doesn't have to be the same as yours do you understand me? Your case is different. Your case is different. If everybody in town is going through something, it doesn't mean that it's part of your experience. Amen. 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 Don't be scared. Don't be scared. The greater one is in You've got him in you. I want you to work signs and wonders. I want you to work miracles. I want you to step out. Step out with this knowledge and start doing some things that will blow the minds of people around you. Hallelujah. Our time is gone. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the God-man. We celebrate the God-man. Thank you, thank you. What an honor. What a privilege, what a privilege to carry your very life within us. Despite all our frailties, despite all our imperfections, despite all our weaknesses, Despite all our failures. But yet you chose to put your treasure in us. The treasure of heaven that was crucified right inside us. Oh my goodness. Lord, I pray for a revelation. Everyone listening to this will be transformed and stop seeing themselves as victims and rebuke every lie of the devil, every lie you have believed, every lie that victimizes you and entraps you and limits you and cages you. I break that. I bind that. I pull them down. I pull them down. Every thinking pattern that gravitates you into bondage is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Let the power of God be unleashed. Unleashed in you and through you. In the name of Jesus, I release the power of God over your life. You become a living wonder. You become a living mystery. You become a case study in the name of Jesus because you will do the unimaginable. You will do the supernatural. You will do the extraordinary. I declare that over your life. In the name of Jesus, in this house, we are going to mingle humanity with divinity. And we will see the results. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus, if you just raise your hand, I'll pray with you. Anybody? Maybe you're not born again, or maybe you drifted away, you want to come back, you want to make a fresh start, I want to pray with you. Okay, I see that hand. Any other person? Any other? Just raise that hand. Pray for you. Anybody? Okay. Now say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new creation. Jesus, make me a brand new person. Give me the ability to do the unimaginable, to do the supernatural, to do the extraordinary. From this day forward, I receive you in my heart by faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone that has prayed this prayer. Lord, you know them. You know where they are. I ask. For the reality of the new creation. Let your kingdom come upon them. Let your will be done in their lives. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.